0: Life audio.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the Happy Rant podcast. I want to tell you about our partner, Visual Theology. If you go to visualtheology.church, you can check out the full slate of resources that they offer. Visual Theology is one of the best biblical and theological resourcing sites on the internet. There's digital resources, there's print resources, and as you can tell by the name, they are visually inclined. So the, the idea is beautiful well-imagined design to help us understand the Bible and theological concepts better. Taking difficult passages of scripture, big theological concepts, and putting them into a visual form, whether that's in a book or on a poster or on a t-shirt, that allows us to better grasp what those mean, along with some really clear written biblical teaching. So if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're in ministry, especially youth ministry, college ministry, if you're a small group leader, or if you just want to understand the Bible and theology better, visit visualtheology.church and use the code HAPPYRANT at checkout for a 20% discount. You will be astounded at the quality of the design as well as the clarity of the teaching. It is an an incredibly helpful collection of resources. So again, visualtheology.church and use the code HAPPYRANT at checkout for a 20% discount. I also want to let you know that we have a Patreon site. For those of you who aren't familiar, Patreon is a site that allows listeners like you to support content creators like us financially. We joke a lot about uh, being big business mavens and how much money we make on this podcast. The answer is uh, we actually don't make very much money on this podcast at all. So, the financial support that many of you already give and that we would love more of you to give is really helpful for covering our production costs, for doing spin off things like our sports show, for doing live events, all of which have a cost attached that would otherwise come out of our pockets. So if you go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Podcast, you can check out our site. What you'll find there is a chance to give any amount monthly, could be a dollar, could be a thousand dollars, at different tiers. We will send you free signed books. And then here's the kicker. We do bonus podcast episodes exclusively for our Patreon supporters. We try to do them weekly. It probably comes out to be more like 35, 40 times a year. We've done over 50 of these since we opened our Patreon account. So you have all of that backlog. These are exclusive. We don't release these in the normal feed except occasionally. Exclusive for our Patreon supporters. So again, go to patreon.com slash happy podcast and we would love it if you were able and willing to support us for any amount monthly. Lastly, I want to highlight our sports podcast. Ted and I do a sports podcast. It used to be part of this feed. And for some of you, it was a highlight. For others of you, you were like, skip that mess. Well, it is its own thing now. So you're welcome to those of you who don't like sports. For those of you who do, go to wherever you get podcasts and search Happy Ranch Sports. Please subscribe to it. Share it with friends. You'll be familiar with it. We're not analysts. We're not reporters, but we do some analysis. It's a lot of fan interaction. It's what we love about sports. It's how sports interact with life. We talk a lot, of, uh, a lot of nostalgic sports, what we used to love, how we played growing up, how we became fans, those kinds of things. We'd love it if you listened. It's a really good time. Just go search for Happy Rant Sports wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friend, my partner in radio, my partner in Monday morning radio, mm. Ronald J. Martin. Baby, it's you and me. No pipe today. This is uh, unusual. It's, it's not very unusual. Th- very. Th- unusual. This scenario yeah. happens for us. Uh, in our radio lives and yet here we are i know a couple
2: times a year usually pipe is the uh he's the standby and one of us is usually kind of out and about and today it's uh, it's pipe he's the one that's out and about
0: dude where is he do you know what he's doing
2: you know i he mentioned it last week and i think you and i as usual literally didn't hear a word he was saying so i have no idea yeah yeah
0: Yeah, we're a little focused on ourselves yeah just a tad just Just a a smidge baby (laughs) you know (laughs) nothing wrong with that All right, baby, I've got a movie thing to run by you. Yeah. And I want to get your take on this, see if you've seen this picture. Mm. Uh, KK and I tried to watch the Elvis movie last night. Oh, dude, yeah. Okay. And I absolutely hated it. Um, Mm. And I turned it off after an hour. I was so bored. And (laughs) (laughs) I hated it for a specific reason. And that reason is that it was made by Baz Luhrmann. Okay. um, Okay. Who's a director who, as it turns out, I don't like. Um, he's only made one thing that I've liked, which was the Romeo and Juliet thing with Leo, like 30 years ago.
2: Yeah. Where Um, they, it was like modern times, but they were speaking in Shakespearean lingo.
0: Yes. Which, which in and of itself felt stylized enough to sort of match the stylized nature of the Baz Luhrmann experience. But the other good thing about, that Shakespeare movie was, he had to keep some fidelity to the original manuscript. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think I think they went line by line, so that kept it kind of on the rails as movies go. But this Elvis thing, dude, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it, Um and I don't even know.
2: Before we get into that, I have not seen it, but... Kind of clue me in with more. Uh, w- give me the filmology of Baz. Give me some more movies that he.
0: Yeah, done. Moulin Rouge was a Baz. Oh, okay. Um, okay. The Great Gatsby was a Baz, which I kind of liked. But he, his deal is they're all super bright. They're all super stylized. They're okay. super over the top. They kind of extravagance. Are, he kind yeah. of takes
2: the classics and makes them extra, like kind of those extravagant like stories. It's extravagant,
0: of old. and every yeah. every set piece looks like a. It looks like a stage set, you know what I yeah, mean? So yeah, it, yeah. it looks fake in a certain way. And the the thing that he does that annoys me the most. It this Elvis movie was like a 3-hour like highlight film. Like it's always cut 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 cut. Okay. You're never really in the story, you're just yeah. getting like a like a montage for 3 hours and I bailed on it even though I was interested <laughs> in like I really wanted to know the story of like uh Elvis' shady manager and Tom Hanks was in it. They turned Tom Hanks into like gold member from Austin Powers Gold Member. They gave him a terrible accent and like jowls yeah, which, and which
2: I never think I mean, uh, this is gonna be blasphemy to some people, but yeah, I, I think when Tom Hanks I mean, with the exception of honestly maybe Forrest Gump where he really was just Tom Hanks, I yeah. feel like whenever Tom Hanks is trying to be like a character, he's just not the guy to pull that off. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't no, know. He
0: just needs to play like a standard guy. Tom He's Hanks really good at that. Yeah. Like he was he was great as um I don't know, the guy in Apollo thirteen, and he was yeah. great as Joe Fox and You've Got Mail or whatever, but um Yeah, his yeah. most
2: like Tom Hanksian kind oh, of yes. roles. Like just even like that, even like that thing you do, right? The ma- the the really yeah. nice, cool, you yeah. know, like everybody loves him manager, but but you know, with some edge. But he yeah. was still being very Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah, I feel like almost anybody of a certain age would have been better in this movie than Tom Hanks. And that's not a, <laughs> that's not a knock on Tom Hanks. It's just, I didn't like the movie, you know, Yeah, uh, it was heavily hyped. Yeah. Machinous. It's
2: gotten great reviews, baby. I mean, the thing is like, it's, it's not for lack of people loving it because I, I've i yeah. read some really great reviews on it. I, so I, I do not like Elvis at all. I have no interest in Elvis. I don't like his music. It yeah. does nothing for me at all. Having said that, I, I kept, I kept going back and forth on wanting to see the movie because I would probably be more interested in him as a character than sure. than anything musically just personally yeah. speaking. But now, you tell me this man, did they yeah. I mean did it chronicle his whole life all the way to the 70s before he died? Like what parts do they get into?
0: Yeah, so basically, well, we only watched an hour, so I okay, have to caveat okay. out with that. Like we we only got <laughs> you, never got we, we you never like, got that far. You were like you got far, up to 1959. I, I think it basically chronicles his entire career okay. in that the premise was he had this manager who uh, basically screwed him over financially, but you're kind of invited to wonder whether he would have gone anywhere without the manager. You know what I mean? So it was one of these, like, yeah, the guy took a lot of his money, but would he have made any money to begin with without this guy?
2: You know? So what Um, was there? That's fascinating. So like, what was, I mean, I I mean, Elvis is, I, I mean, there's few people that could have, Possibly made more money and gotten more fame and acclaim and legendary status than sure. Elvis in the world. So yeah. what are what are what is the argument they're making with this like shifty manager?
0: Yeah, and I, I I never really got deep enough to even know all the arguments that they were making, but I think there was a sense of this guy took too much. Okay. He drove Elvis too hard. Okay, you know Elvis Which is got probably a little, true. Like, yeah, yeah the the drug and alcohol thing, and this got guy it. was just like he was feeding it. He was feeding it, and he was like, "Who cares?" Just he profiting off perform. it. Yeah, so.
2: yeah, and again, uh, and let me caveat: obviously, Elvis being the legend he is, he you know he it doesn't just because he became that doesn't mean he was okay that he had a really corrupt manager. I'm not saying that, but um,
0: no, totally, yeah. totally, and and like you, I have very little actual interest in in Elvis. You know, yeah, despite yeah. him being you know from Tupelo, which is like two hours away, and then Memphis, which is like an hour away. Yeah, yeah, I I don't really care. Yeah. Um save for I'm always down for kind of an interesting entertainment business story. I am too. I
2: dig it. That's why I'm kinda of still interested in it. But I yeah. yeah, I
0: don't know. You should give it a watch, dude. Maybe you'll get deeper in it than than me. But but to me there was this like weird ADHD thing with it where I was just like, okay, settle down and get into the story. Like Like it was the way it
2: was shot more for you. That was taken away from it.
0: Yeah. And like, you never got more than like a sentence and a half of dialogue. It was always Elvis, like leaning against a wall being like, well, mama, I am never going to let you down. And then they'd cut to like 15 clips of his performances. And it's like, (laughs) just calm down. Like, give me a scene. I want to see a whole scene where like, Two people are saying things.
2: It was right? almost like it was almost like Elvis made for the generation that can't like concentrate because they got they got their device in one hand while they're watching the movie. Right?
0: Sure, and it and it had all the ingredients right. Like the the kid who played Elvis, you can't say anything bad about him right now. So it's I, I get that it's reviewing well. He's kind of bulletproof. Was he good? I mean, just um, well, for what they gave
2: him, was he good?
0: I'll say this. He was good as a very stylized Elvis. Almost it like was, he
2: was trying, like a guy who's acting like Elvis?
0: Yeah, if, it, it was like Elvis if you filter him through kind of the lens of, I don't know, My Chemical Romance from like the early 2000s <laughs> or whatever. It so was-
2: kind of like the new Batman where uh, Robert kind of plays like, you know, like, you know, goth yeah. bat, like
0: sort of like... I'm- yeah, super emo, super goth, like mental health Batman.
2: Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like
0: that, that kind of a guy, but... Um, I yeah,
2: mean, did so, he, uh, was he able to? Um, I'm just curious. I, I mean, I, I mean, do, do you think, okay, so he captured a certain, like, would you say, like, part of Elvis, like a particular kind of personality that we know yeah. about Elvis? Do you think, think it was so. just kind of narrow, is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I, I think he captured, like, they tried to do the thing where they really leaned into, Elvis selling sexuality as a okay. as a as a marketing tool for the being first the first thing. guy to do that, basically. Being the first guy to do that. Being yeah. the first guy to like make the performance more about sexuality than like even the music. Yeah. And I think he he kind of got that concept across pretty well. So um but again, like how many how many shots of like girls screaming in concert halls do I need? You know? Um like I get that. Like I was already on board with that part of the Elvis experience, and I just wanted a little more story. I guess
2: was his um, like are, do do his other movies have kind of a touch of that, like Gatsby? And they do, uh, yeah. Okay,
0: they do. so and, they're it's a,
2: they're so he kind of has that rapid fire style shooting. Yeah, where he it's has like, that rapid yeah.
0: fire almost, and he almost always does like they're basically half musicals. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay, where there's a lot of singing. Um and I hate musicals. I don't know where you're at on musicals, but it depends. I, I, Seriously, it just depends. Yeah, yeah, I feel like to me a musical it fails at being a concert video and it also fails at being <laughs> a movie. So I'm like what am I even watching?
2: Why am I here?
0: Yeah, it's it's a bad movie and a bad concert video now. So I'm out. But um yeah, I don't know. It it's it's its own thing though and I almost I wish they would give the script to a like a normal director and let somebody else do another cut of the movie, and I yeah. I would choose to watch that cut. Did you
2: wa- Did you see the? Did you see that? Um, I don't know if it was a biopic. Did you see that Elton John thing that came out like a year and a half ago?
0: Dude, I didn't. Okay. Um, who who made that?
2: I for I forget who made it, but I think it got really good reviews. I just didn't yeah. know if you saw it. But um, there's
0: another guy though that I have no interest in. Like I'm, I I know Elton there are John. people that are yeah. really super fired up about the Elton oh, John yeah. thing. And there, there are certain Elton John tracks that I absolutely love. Yeah,
2: but, same. I just have no interest you know. in him, though. I think as somebody, I'd want to learn about his story. I don't, there's not a lot of interest there for me, for Did whatever reason. Saw? I don't, I don't know why.
0: But let's do it. No, I know. I it, it's strange, isn't it? Let's yeah. let's do a minute on that. Like who, whose story would you be interested in in watching a movie of? And let, let's do music as a category, and then maybe we can do it like a more broad category because this is this is kind of fascinating. Um. It's a short list for me. It really yeah. is. Yeah, probably for me too. Like, who would you say would be at the top for you? Gosh, I don't even know. Let's, let's do music. Who would be at the top for me for music? It's got to be somebody whose like Ascension narrative is interesting. Um, and And the thing about a good music movie is that it engages people on a lot of levels that we would find interesting from like a, I don't know, pastoral or like Christian perspective of... Yeah, you know, chasing chasing a certain kind of experience won't satisfy you. So it has to be kind of mature on that on that level. Yeah. Okay. So another one of these that I hated that I thought I was going to love was um, Oliver Stone's The Doors from the '90s. Oh right, yeah. That. Dude, seriously,
2: I never saw that because I don't care about the Doors. I didn't so. care
0: about the Doors either. But I, I like, <laughs> I, I was into it on the level of oh, a movie about a big band, you know. So this this will be cool it was awful dude and that was maybe more a function of like that got good reviews no?
2: though too um you know the thing is like i you know it's funny i don't know man because that was such a long time ago but yeah i i just i probably have more interest in jim morrison than i do the doors as a band you know because he was yeah. he was an interesting character that i really don't know anything about yeah. um and it just kind of passed me by i literally don't remember why because that was like 30 years ago now but um but i know that um It was a good performance, though, wasn't it? It was a great performance
0: by Val Kilmer. And it it kind of begged the question... Was Jim Morrison actually a good poet, or was he just a good-looking, like, just kind of a hack. buffoon with charisma? Yeah. You know, and and it was probably the latter. You know, probably, but, yeah. which is um, where it's blasphemous to say that
2: I know because well, they did. I mean, again, you look at what their output was and how they changed music and who they influenced, and that's huge. I mean, you yeah. can't—that's undeniable. Um, whatever but you I have, think no actual Morrison, interest
0: but, in their music.
2: Yeah, I don't either. I yeah, I, sure. I just don't. You know, I'll tell you a band yeah. that I. Which would probably surprise a lot of people because I, mm-hmm. again, I don't care about their music, but as a band, I've read a lot about them and I have a ton of interest in them and it's Led Zeppelin. And I think it's oh, yeah. because sure. of, um, there was just such a, there was such a mysterious and, uh, you know, and they, you know, they, they dabbled in the occult. Yeah. And there was this, there was just this weird kind of spooky, Kind of like otherworldly vibe about who they were and what they yeah. did. And at the time that they came into, you know, they, they definitely broke a lot of rules and they did a lot of like things that people are still copying today. And so yeah. as a band, I find them incredibly fascinating. Even the recordings I find fascinating. Um, do yeah. I listen to Led Zeppelin? Literally never, but yeah. I'm just, but as a band, super interested in them. I would be. I, I, they've made a lot of like different kind of documentaries and things of them. I'd be interested in like a a full blown, like, let's get really great actors and do something on them.
0: That'd be fascinating, dude. And, and they were interesting in that they, they had like major artistic credibility, but they played like massive, like stadium shows. Oh, yeah. They were huge. They were, they they were just massive. And they had two sort of, strong personalities in the driver's seat, which almost never works, right? Exactly, yeah. And yeah. I guess the Rolling Stones had that too, you know? But they did, they did,
2: yeah. It was the, it was the classic like guitar uh, and singer-songwriter combo where they wrote the yeah. songs and they were the personality of the band and they just drove it and everybody just got
0: on board. Here's yeah. what I'd watch a movie about, dude, is that dynamic. Like, yeah. how oh, does yeah. that work? How How do you make it work when you have two people on a project who have really strong visions and the relationship doesn't just explode you know how 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 does it how does it happen
2: yeah i would love that's a great point dude i would love to see like forget forget about doing a like a biopic on led zeppelin the band just yeah. just do a story on plant and page and how they wrote led zeppelin 4
0: yeah exactly and and that's a great point like i think the best biopics are the ones that like they don't try to tackle the whole life they give you yeah, yeah they the, give the story you a of led zeppelin four so they give you like a year you know
2: yeah 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 um, where they're all holed up in that like haunted house and they're writing yes, dude. they're writing stairway to heaven and there's like ghosts coming of out of the walls and like, yeah exactly yeah. like it's right they're like reading like satanic bibles and you know do right They're reading like,
0: satanic bibles they're doing a bunch of drugs give me a couple minutes on if the house is actually haunted or if these are these kind percent so like bombed out of their trees that they they think it is you know probably both uh, probably both i'd I'd be into that you know and even like here's another dynamic that i'd be into the sort of the expectations of the rock star especially in the 70s in terms of decadence like were they that way because it was the expectation or were they that way because they were that way you know what i mean um like if one of them had just been like you know what? I really don't want to do drugs and have a bunch of sex. I just want to watch TV or read yeah. a book or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I I would be interested in that. I just think there was this huge like cultural expectation back then. I what, love
2: that man. I yeah. I would love to get. I would love to get behind the music on all that stuff. No, pun. I would too. And yeah. um and I also love. You know, I would also love. This is going to sound really weird. Um, I would love. I would love like a, uh, I'd love a story on a band that was huge that in a sense, nobody cares about. So if somebody ever did something on like the rise of journey, I'd probably be super into that. You know what I mean? Because they were a band that I think like they were all, they were like, so I've read like stuff on them. They were super all like business-like. So they were like, no, nobody's doing drugs. Nobody's getting all messed up because we have one goal and that's to like make it. Yeah, And so they just made it and they did it, you know, so yeah. they just gr- they were just like workers. They just yeah. grinded it out. And before they yeah. know it, after a few years, they're playing stadiums and you yeah. know, the whole thing. So that is super fascinating to me where it's like, Hey, we're here just to write songs, play shows, put money in the bank and we're going to we're going to avoid all those clichés because this is actually what we want to do. And we don't yeah. want to like we don't want to like burn out and we don't you know all that kind of all the cli- all the clichés that happen with bands that No, that's that really the fascinating. And it's
0: interesting too in that like nobody's going to say Journey stinks. You know what I mean? Like nobody's dying on that hill, but nor is anybody saying like Journey's the most important band of the last 50 years. You know, I mean, so it they yeah. hit, hit and again if if what they set out to do was be successful and get played on the radio a lot and do a lot of lucrative tours, then they did it they you did know? it they nailed it yeah they right there, there's it.
2: there's not there's yeah there's not a lot of I mean, they were just a very standard FM radio band from the late 70s, early 80s that sounded like literally hundreds of other bands. They just yeah. wrote catchier songs. And guess what? Nobody else wrote Don't Stop Believin'. They did. Yeah. And, um, and, they, and they did it. And so I, that, to me, is so fascinating. I would, yeah. I'd love to get behind that. I'd, I'd love yeah. to hear something on that.
0: It's just pleasant music, you know what I mean? It's like Boston, or you know, like yeah. It's all those bands. They bands all sound
2: right. identical, right? It's just right. It's just kind of like now. It's like every era where there's there's it yeah, and yeah. they just rose to the top and they were focused and so yeah. I think even stuff like that to me is like is like super super fascinating only because I'm I'm fascinating by a band. I don't know. How, this is going to offend somebody. I'm fascinated yeah. by a band that bland. That actually like <laughs> rose to the top, and there's there's bands like that all the time. So I mean, well, granted, okay, though, that.
0: but that that actually it speaks to some degree to what audiences want, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you're hanging your hat on being, I don't know, different. So take a band like Nirvana, right? Um, you know, when when that first like huge Nirvana record dropped, it wasn't for everybody, yeah, and and it even took you know, guys like me who are kind of in the target demo, who listen to a lot of like rock and metal, like prior to that. Yeah. It took me a few listens to it to go, is this for me? Yeah. And to even figure out like the cultural calculus of, is this for me? You know? Um, And then you could kind of like make your choice about it, but it was, it was that different. But I think everybody listened to journey and went, this is for me to some degree. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, It was just Um, so, it was so unoffensive, and that's, it's just, it's like
2: music, it's like wallpaper. You walk in, it's playing, you don't even know it's playing, and, but it's, it's. It's doing something. It's enhancing whatever activity you're involved in, whether that's drinking (laughs) coffee, washing the dishes, or painting the wall, painting a room, or cutting the grass,
0: or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just
2: there. It makes you feel good. The melodies are catchy. You know, they're 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 doing it. They're doing they're doing what they know they need to do to to uh, you know keep the good times rolling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well,
0: uh, and and this conversation kind of speaks to the storytelling that happens around a band. I mean, I, I. I could imagine there would be a world in which let's say some uh, credentialed rock journalist you know kind of attaches himself to Journey and starts doing this storytelling about what amazing artists they are or about like their <laughs> process you know what i mean and it's like oh you
2: mean like the in actuality these guys were amazing artists nobody yeah, understands that, that narrative
0: <laughs> yeah in <laughs> actuality these guys were amazing artists nobody understands it I mean, if if you could sell that, that would be really fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then you're you're talking about, um, I don't know, the front man for Journey in the same kind of hushed tones that you Steve talk about. Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Perry, I- exceptional voice, dude. But
2: like, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, to all exceptional musicians. I mean, that's not really ever the case, right? Everybody can play. It's it's yeah. That's never the big deal because they're all everybody's good players, right? So it's yeah, everybody's
0: yeah. good. So. I don't know, maybe 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 that's the story that gets told. Like hey, these guys they were all really good at what they do. They were all like 80th percentile artistically. <laughs> like they weren't they weren't so creative that they were shooting themselves in the foot. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it, because even you take a band like Pearl Jam that yeah. they hit in that like radio-friendly wheelhouse like 60% of the time. Yeah. But the other 40% of the songs you're like, "Eh, you yeah. know, it's the song's 9 minutes. It's not going to get played on the radio. So <laughs> toss that one out." Or the <laughs> you know, uh for whatever reason they're they're you know, they're they're shooting themselves in the foot probably by choice once in a while, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, and that's a you know, and that's interesting. I mean, it's like it's such a different world now, too, you know I mean, bands could write their radio hits like here's our four radio hits um yeah. the record company's happy. these are the ones are going to push as singles and yeah. then guess what? We have six other songs on the record that we can kind of do whatever we want with you yeah. know yeah. and um and that's kind of the sta- that's kind of the standard format for years and years. I mean that's all different now now it's kind of gone back to the fifties now where everything's kind of just a single because everything yeah. just gets released on its own and people download yeah. it. And um so it's actually gone full circle in a weird way. Um mm-hmm. but I you know I think what's different now is that and we I think we've talked about this on the show and this kind of keeps us on point which is that it's you know when you got things like Instagram and everybody's letting everybody's who like watch them put socks on in the morning it's kind of take away <laughs> the mystique of like what these guys yeah. used to have which was a little bit of like like a little bit of mystery, you know, yeah. and intrigue.
0: I mean, the best thing about Led Zeppelin in the 70s is that you weren't seeing them every day. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they they could say that they were... And you would get, like, a newspaper story from, like, some London paper about how Led Zeppelin is holed up in in a haunted, like, castle. (laughs) Yeah, Um, recording
2: their new album. Right. Recording
0: their new album, and they're doing a lot of drugs, and, like, you know, two of them are fighting, and that's all you would get. That's all you would get for, like, a month, right? And then you know, somebody sees them at a club and maybe you get like a snapshot of that. And it w- it was mysterious baby. And I, I missed that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I like a world in which the rock star is sort of elevated just by nature of like, you're not seeing them. Yeah. And I mean, if Led Zeppelin's around in 2022, like, I don't know, you're watching Robert plant, like, you know, put socks on in the morning and, and three <laughs> years ago, he's telling you to wear a mask and like, you know, it's, it's not fun anymore. Like he's not a rock star. Um,
2: yeah, he's not a. Abo- he's not above the mundane, which is yes. kind of what rock stars got presented to us, re- probably starting with Elvis. Which was, yeah. they are not living the same lives we are, which is why we want to. We're fascinated by them, and we actually want to give what they do like some matter of attention. Correct. Um, so it,
0: yeah, it's 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 so interesting. You and know? you and I kind of grew up on the tail end of that. Yeah. So we caught. You know, we caught the tail end of it in that you had artists like I don't know, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, um, whatever whatever bands were like truly enormous when we were kids. And you, you did get this sense that nothing about their life was like my life. And that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm not buying a ticket to go see Led Zeppelin and have them relate to me. You know, <laughs> I don't want them relating to me. <laughs> yeah. um, no, they were, um, they
2: were like, they were, they fed something inside of us that was more aspirational, which was like, sure. whether you're going to be a rock star or not, it's not the point. It yeah. was, I want to be something other. I want to
0: be something other. I want to see the world. I want to dream big dreams. Yes. So I, I get that ticket and I go to see probably the biggest like stadium show I ever saw was, um, I did see the Rolling Stones at Soldier Field. Oh, you did? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like 1998. Like it was, Oh, so way late, way later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Way later. But like, they were still huge. It was before Soldier Field got renovated. I don't know the the spectacle of the whole thing was like really impressive. Yeah. I mean, 98, they would have
1: been
2: what in their seventies at that point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like 104 (laughs) now, you know, but, uh, yeah, and even in 98, I was like, how are they doing this? And and to some degree, like, why are they doing this?
2: Yeah. Um, I they, was ha- they, they need to do it, is yeah, that the correct answer. Yeah. They, <laughs> they need, need to they do it. And by need, they don't need to at all. They just need, like, they don't need to financially. They just need to because it's the only thing they know how to do, you know?
0: Right. They don't know how to be not famous. Exactly. You know what I mean? Which, okay, there's a movie I would watch. I would watch the movie about and this is basically the movie that I tried to write which was Silverdome but like the movie about the person who used to be famous that now has to deal with not being famous yeah or trying to have a normal life or whatever yeah. i'm sure it's been done i can't think of it off the top of my head can you um it's
2: gosh it's so funny cuz right when you said that it sounded so familiar but right,
0: i to me too yeah
2: because you know here's what's so funny so this is what's so weird about music is like when when an artist when an artist gets like a type of like fame or like, or let's just make it simple. When an artist has a hit that sells in the millions mm. and that thing just continues to get played around the world on radio. Well, number one, like that's enough to keep them like without having to work for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Um, that That's how much money they make off of even one song. If they can get that. And I'm not just talking about a hit where you hear it for like a couple months and it disappears. I'm talking yeah. like, like like those hits that just have never stopped playing everywhere. Yeah, you like go. it's socked yeah. in. It's you know? yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. those guys end up making enough money. Their their checks that they get get in are enough to live off of for the rest of their lives. Wow. So I think I, I think if. I think it's in, it's almost impossible for someone that's had a hit that big to ever go back to not being known and and having to kind of scrape from the bottom, you know and I mean unless yeah. they blow all their money and they go bankrupt. I mean a lot of those guys do that, but yeah. I'm talking like the guys that just they have one foot in they're there they they experience like they experience some of it without getting all of it, and yeah. they literally go from. They literally go back down to zero and there's nobody around to help them anymore. Maybe they burn bridges or maybe, you yeah, know, it yeah. could be all, but, but though that, I think that would be really fascinating.
0: What
3: impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410.
1: Advertisement sponsored by
3: Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
0: So I thought of two movies. Yeah. One was uh, Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Did you ever watch oh, that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Kind of dark, kind of sad, but like really good. Oh, yeah. Bad. About a guy, kind of like on the, the the lowest rung of the ladder after having been famous. The other one, yeah, that was. This good. one's dumb and vapid, but it's kind of a fun movie. It's a music movie. It's a Hugh Grant thing called "Music and Lyrics." Did you ever see that?
2: Um, gosh, I mean, I know the title. Yeah, I, so I don't the, think I saw it. Was how long ago was it?
0: Uh I want to say it was like twelve or fifteen years old. But in the movie. It, this was kind of right after Hugh Grant's run of like good rom-coms, so like Notting Hill had come and gone, okay. Um, Love Actually had come and gone, and then he had this run where he was doing like it got real, pretty bad like, for him, right? It, it was got pretty bad generic, for him, and yeah. He was, he was doing like these eighty-nine minute forgettable things, but there there was this one that we kind of like called Music and Lyrics, where in the movie he he had written like. The Don't Stop Believing. Oh, right? that's
2: right. No, I remember the premise for it. I didn't see it. It, it looked Yeah, he cool was. Though. He
0: was basically in the movie. He was in a band like Wham, and in the that's movie they right. even had a name like Wham. And the other guy from Wham got like super famous in the movie, and yeah. he stayed not famous, and like he really never did another another thing. And when you meet him in the movie, he's living in like a kind of a normal apartment. He's got a manager, but his manager is is basically like. Checked out, and he's playing like the Catalina wine mixer. You know what I mean? Like, he's playing gigs that are like the, you know, the the Hartford City County Fair or But
2: I love the and, realism of that because it's not too. like they yeah. don't have him in the gutter. He's just living, yeah. like, he's doing okay. He's just not yeah. at the top.
0: Yeah, like, he's making a normal living, and, like... And, and the movie was not meant to be poignant, but right. it was actually, to me, really poignant. Then, okay, I gotta see it, man. Yeah, you see him, like setting up his keyboard at the Catalina wine mixer. You know what I mean? And and you're like, you're invited to go, is that sad or is it respectable? Right. And I landed in a place where it was respectable. I'm like, he's doing music, he's getting paid. um, And in the movie, so like the the, the plot point of the movie is he gets an opportunity to write a song for like the, the Taylor Swift. Figure oh, the okay, movie. gotcha. So like it gives him a chance to uh i don't know become big again yeah i actually dude i actually thought of like the seminal movie in this in this kind of space um it's this british director he's made three movies and they're all about music and i can't think of his name but the the one that i really loved it takes place in new york mark ruffalo plays this producer who like Stop me if you've heard or if you've seen this. movie. No, I'm trying to. I, you're, it's ringing a bell. Uh, yeah, you know, Ruffalo plays a producer. Yeah, he he in the movie he had created like the death row records of the movie. Okay. Like he had just launched all these amazing like rap acts, but it had been like 20 years. And yeah. he's kind of like he's an alcoholic. He's down on his luck. Yeah, and this is not vapid at all. This is like a real a real movie. And um, in the first scene, he he's in a bar and this girl plays an acoustic set and he's like I want to produce you I want to make a record and the girl is somebody she was from the oh all those Johnny Depp movies on the on the boat he, he, she was the girl from that but okay. Um, okay but anyway it's a really great movie and it's kind of about this guy deciding to make a record with this girl and putting his life back together and like getting his artistic life back together and deciding to like try again um, the movie's called Begin Again. It's really good. Oh, maybe um, I've heard of that. Oh, well, gosh, You should man. watch that, baby. You should absolutely freaking lutely watch it. It wasn't that long ago. Was it five years? No, it wasn't. Anyway, I want to say five years. Yeah, five, six, seven years, something like that. Okay. But uh, yeah, give it a watch, dude. I think you would love it.
2: Well, I love Ruffalo, so I, I mean, Ruffalo, I Ruffalo. I never know how to say I don't
0: know. I don't know either, Ruffalo, Ruffalo. But yeah, he, pl- he does a great job at playing like a 51-year-old guy who has to like decide if he's gonna try anymore, I mean, I you know feel like I mean? that
2: dude has been fifty-one his entire career.
0: Dude, he has. Yeah, he's been <laughs> he's been fifty-one for the last twenty-five years. Seriously, so. I mean, he doesn't. He he like has just always looked the same yeah, in like every, even When he was young, he kind of had a dad. Bod he still and, looked fifty-one. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but so he hits at that level of yeah movie star that where he doesn't have a lot of the standard tools. But it's still the Ruffalo thing really works.
2: I know, and I think I I think what we're describing because, like you know, to attach that to what we were talking about with Journey like a minute ago, it's like there's something I there's something about the the people that for all intents and purposes, like you know, they're not David Bowie. They they don't have this. They don't have this like this amazing talent. They're not like super eccentric they yeah. di- They didn't literally create new worlds that that everybody else in the world now is sort of like is sort of benefiting from yeah. and you know derivative of but just these people that like they're they're like they're like the working man version of of yeah. anything else that's like super artistic and successful and for some reason, and maybe it's because of what I came from or the family I came from um yeah. it's just i to me i'm so drawn to that that's that's too. fascinating to me,
0: yeah. Like, when we lived in Michigan when I was young, like, a young adult, we used to drive around and we would see these billboards for, like, you know, oh, Journey's gonna be playing at the, you know, Soaring Eagle Casino or whatever. And we used to kind of, like, snicker and roll our eyes, like, oh, ha-ha, that's sad. But now I see that and I'm like, that's pretty cool, you know? Like... (laughs) They're working, they're making money, they're they get to play in front of an audience. Like there are people that still care about what they do. I'm like, I'm in. That's cool. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's a function of being on the older side of trying to do something artistic for twenty years and realizing I how hard so. it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you and this is not like a woe is us thing at all, but like you you realize not every book is a bestseller, not every... Record is a bestseller. It's hard to make a movie. You know, whatever whatever your particular space mm-hmm. is, it's not like falling off a log to play arenas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and moreover, it's probably not going to happen ever. Yeah, correct. Um, the I likelihood know. of it happening is like, you know, getting hit by lightning or there's whatever.
2: There's just that so. 0.1% that everybody is yeah. hurt. Like, you know, when you talk about household names, it's 0.1%. And then there's everybody else that is just doing they're doing it just like everybody else does it. Yeah. And they just didn't get the breaks or they didn't get that. They didn't get that particular person that saw them and said, Hey, I, I, I do have the ability to like get you to this next level. And what you realize at the end of the day is like, that's such a huge part of it. Like in all yeah. these different artistic you know, like, like venues. Right. Yeah, and it's like, it ri re- like whenever it, it's the cliche is like behind every successful person is somebody you've never heard of that propelled them to the top. And Probably. I don't, I'm not sure with all the cliche, with all the entertainment cliches out there, I don't know that anyone is more true than that. I agree um, because at the yeah. end of the day, you know, people talk. People that aren't involved in these things always say, "Oh, but they were great musicians. Oh, oh, but they were great actors." It's like, yeah, but when has that ever had anything to do with it, right? Because yeah. there's a million great actors and a million great totally. musicians right now that you will have never heard of, and it that has nothing to do with it. It's just yeah. the reason why you like the people that you like because you've heard of them, and everybody else has heard of them is because there was somebody behind them that said, "I am going to work my." life away to make you somebody that is in everybody's living room and, and they do it and it worked. And you know what? Some people like spend their lives doing that and it still doesn't happen. But then there's that 1% where they had somebody behind them that gave their life away to make them large and it worked and they did it. And it's, it's not really that complicated at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of complexities with how all that happens. But yeah, it really is just because somebody, uh, you know, it, it, somebody had somebody that said, "Um, man, I, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get." I'm you. I'm going
0: all in. To I'm going give all you in. The big push, hundred percent. And I and I know how to do it. You know what I mean? 100%. And, and that was that was what I wanted out of this Elvis movie. Like I wanted that story. Yeah, yeah. And it just didn't deliver that. But. Yeah, I mean, even in the podcast space, dude, I had somebody tell me, and this person was the kind of person that looks at statistics and all that and cares about it, and th- this person was like, you guys are in the top, like, 99.7th percentile of successful podcasts. <laughs> and I was the, like,
2: well, you could... It's hard not to laugh at
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I, and, and I did. I laughed, and I'm like, well, you could have fooled me because I haven't seen a dollar for this thing for a long, long time. Um... And they they were aghast. Like, their perception of it was that, you know, we were making all this money. And, and you know, it, part of it is nobody knows how this model works. Well,
2: and baby, that. that's it. You just, the big word there is perception. And, like, yeah. it's, it's, like, people that you think are bigger than they are because they've had a little more visibility. And then you get down into it and you realize, oh, they're, like, again, the only way that we typically know how to judge success is through, like, cash. Right. So it's, it's a monetary thing. And so if we don't, you know, it's so funny to think that there are, um, it's weird. It works this way in music. There, there are really, really famous people that don't make a lot of money. And you'd be surprised when you find out that, they they don't make a lot of money. And then there's people behind the scenes that you've never heard of in your life. And then, you know, they got like, they're buying, they're purchasing their sixth house overseas. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's like, it's the way it, the way it works is so interesting. It's so different. But again, the only way we are able to judge if somebody's famous typically is because they, they've made a lot of money and that, and and that status like gets them into the public eye. Right. And, um and so it's, it's so interesting, right? Because like it only exists for just a tiny few people. And so, yeah, from some, so from somebody's perspective of thinking, well, gosh, you know, everybody, you know, they'll say statements like this. Everybody I know listens to the rant. I've had people say that to me. All my friends listen to the rant. So therefore, because them and their, let's be honest, like seven friends listen to the rant. Right. Like therefore to them, it's something that's larger than life. And we're like, well, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, certainly, like we've we've grown this thing over the years. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's, I mean, dude, it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, we didn't just sign a multi-million dollar deal with like Monster Energy, you know, the sponsoring the podcast <laughs> and you know all this kind of stuff, yeah. right? So I don't know. We're not Joe Rogan, right? We didn't just sign yeah. the yeah the yeah, yeah. we didn't just sign a hundred million dollar deal with Apple, you know,
0: dude. So uh, let me let me ask you this. I actually have two questions. Um, the first question is, when those moments happen is your greater impulse to like continue the the sort of charade of we're successful like like are you more are you more interested in like maintaining the facade of success or is your impulse to like kind of pat that person on the shoulder and go well actually you know <laughs> We haven't seen a dollar in six months, you know, like, um,
2: I never like like to get, I never get that real just with people that like are saying, Hey, I like the show. My name's, you know, Fred or whatever. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It depends on the question, right? Most of the time, you know, it depends how deep they want to go. Yeah. And if they, if they, you know, sometimes they'll ask me questions like, so, you know, I know you're, I know your pastor, I know you, you do this, you do that, but like, is, is like, is podcasting your your main revenue source?
0: (laughs) You know, you're like, I certainly hope not.
2: No, right. Exactly. So if, if it gets that pointed, I'll be like, oh gosh, no, not, not at all. you know, we, you know, we, we bring in a little income from this, but it's just supplemental, you know, but I, but I won't get into details by it. And, um, pipe really is our business manager for the rant. And he really takes care of all the, all the fiscal details of our operation. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um all and it's true. He actually does, you know. He does. I mean, yeah. The moments the moments where it is the moment the months where it has made us a living wage and then the months and then all the other months of the year where it doesn't, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, that's pipe and so I I always just sort of I just sort of defer to pipe because he gets his head in that stuff more than me. So
0: Dude, the ramp money is my it's my walk around money and I miss it. Yeah. like it's starting to dwindle, and I I need it back in there so I can feel like I got I got walking around <laughs> walking around money, you know.
2: Yeah, you got your money clip. That's that's what I you do. need. I a got, money got my clip little for, clip. Like, I got, got my your little cachet. Cash cash.
0: Like, yeah, like my little no conscience spending money. But, there you go. Uh, you know, is. one one day we'll have that again. But you know, you never one
2: can, dream, yeah,
0: one can dream, baby. One can dream. That's right. Can dream. Speaking of dreaming, we never got into our main topic. So I know. We should probably wrap this, but that was a good. That was a good, like, menu of, of topics that you sent last night. Maybe we'll have to do uh, another app.
2: Yeah, and what you, I did was, let me tell everybody real quick. So yeah. I, I sent you, I, I call it, most people would say bucket list, but I just yeah. said a before we die list. Yeah, yeah. Which I just feel like is edgier, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it is. But yeah, um, it's edgier.
0: It brings in death, you know.
2: Right, brings in death. Um, and, like, what do you, like... What's the what's the one goal you'd like to accomplish? What's the place you'd like to visit? What's the book yeah. you'd like to write? So yeah, let's get into that next time with Pipe.
0: Let's do it. Yeah, I, th- I think that would resonate. And I think, I actually think I was thinking about the list last night. I think we're all three going to have very different answers. Um, <laughs> some will be very concrete. Some will be very conceptual. Yeah, very. very. And everything in between. Yeah. Absolutely uh, Yeah we'll we'll just do that with pipe Don't forget Because like a a whole week will happen And we'll forget Yeah for sure um, We'll do it What impacts you every day?
3: There is one book That influences almost every aspect of our lives Museum of the Bible Reveals the Bible's impact On your favorite musicians and artists The way we measure time Social justice Our national monuments And more the Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact.
0: Baby, this is uh, this has been, been fun. Good. We've we've wandered to and fro throughout some like music stuff, some movie stuff, some fame stuff. Um, we have not dropped in either of the other two ad breaks oh, that shoot. we were supposed to drop in. I mean, in you know, there was a couple down. of pauses
2: there, right? They can they can fit
0: them in. Baby, we've done what we always do on this program, doggone it. We've wandered to and fro, and until next time.
1: We want to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for partnering with us on this podcast. Be sure to go to lifeaudio.com and take a look at the other podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stongy, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.